0: Jimmy, it was really curious. Um, I was going to ask last uh, Saturday night, but uh, obviously it was too soon. But I was really curious what the tape showed of the first half performance specifically. What did you see?
1: Yeah, you know, we, uh, we, pre- we, we played really hard. We played uh, we played physical. Um, you know, I think on offense we, we couldn't uh, convert third downs for sure. Not I think I know. I believe we were 0 for 6. Uh, we, we couldn't move the chain. We couldn't extend drives. And um, and then on defense, you know, we didn't tackle very well, uh, and also they did a good, a nice job again of uh, you know getting us out of gaps, creating little creases in our defense, and uh, things that we had to shore up, uh, which we obviously did in the second half. Uh, but I saw a team, uh, our team, that was uh, still playing fast, and uh, they were playing playing hard. The plays just weren't going our way, and um, Utah was making more plays than we were, and thankfully we were able to change that in the second half.
2: All right, we'll go to Masvita, then Lars and then Dan Raleigh go ahead Masvita.
1: Yeah. Hey Jimmy, your offensive line is only allowed one sack. I'm just wondering if you could talk about their
0: versatility. Not only the pass blocking, but their run blocking as well.
1: Yeah, you they've done an excellent job and I it, it's it's everybody. It's our running backs in protection. It's obviously our offensive line in protection, but then it's also the quarterback. The quarterback's got to be able to go through his progressions. And get rid of the football and um, we can't have a quarterback sitting back there forever and he's taking 10 seconds to find out where he's throwing it uh, that's where we're going to be giving up a whole bunch of sacks and so starts with the offensive line we've done an excellent job coach up's an excellent job of coaching those guys uh blocking who we need to block our running backs blocking who they need to block our tight ends blocking who they need to block but then the quarterback also being a great decision maker has led to us uh, in actuality, not giving up any sacks uh, because the one was an actual scramble out of bounds.
2: All right, Lars and then Dan really, Go ahead, Lars. And just to piggyback
0: off that, uh, Dylan's game, when you looked at the interceptions, how did you evaluate his decision making on those three throws specifically?
1: Yeah, so the first one w- was not good uh, at all. And, you know, give, yeah, I get a lot of credit to Utah also. They, uh, you know, statistically, it's been us, the University of Washington, or the University of Utah that has had the best defense in the Pac-12 for six years running, and it's probably going to be the case again uh, this year in 2020. And so they do a nice job of disguising things and causing havoc. Um, and definitely, we would definitely want that throwback, that first interception that Dylan had. The second one, we, there was one second left on the clock, and we're trying to we're trying to go make a play and, and then get into halftime and try to put some points on the board. Um, and so obviously, statistically, it says three interceptions, but uh, uh, the second one, we're just trying to make something happen. Um, and obviously, it, f- it fell in their, in their hands. And then the third one, again, uh, under thrown on a double move. I think I mentioned it last Saturday. Uh, you know, I think at wide receiver, we still can go up and contest that and try to get it out of the air and help our quarterback out. But definitely, Dylan needs to throw that uh, longer, earlier. And again, give credit to University of Utah. Uh, they're well coached. They have really good players. And their corner made a nice job pass deflecting and getting the interception with the safety.
2: All right, Dan Raley, then Mike Farrell.
1: Dan?
0: Uh, Jimmy, Kyler Gordon and Cam Williams played a lot in the comeback in the second half. Could you talk about uh, their performances?
1: Yeah, very excited about those two guys. Uh, You know, Coach Harris and Coach Brown, uh, they did a really nice job of rotating those guys in, even against the University of Arizona. If you guys were watching uh, early on in that game, uh, we had a nice rotation uh, of Kyler getting some more snaps, Cam Williams getting some more snaps. And uh, that continued uh, in the game uh, last week versus Utah. They were rotating in there in the first half as well as well as the second half. And obviously Kyler showed up in a huge way with the big big turnover there uh, to stop Utah Utah's momentum. And then Zion getting on that uh, on that fumble and returning it. Uh, so I'm really excited about those two guys. Those two guys are still young guys it's crazy they feel like old guys are still young guys uh, but it's nice getting those guys more reps and more reps and you will continue to see those two guys get even more reps
2: all right mike farrell then christian go ahead mike
1: mike go ahead farrell i think he's on mute if i'm seeing it right
0: sorry about that um hey jimmy uh, i'm wondering with with stanford this weekend um with their situation with Santa Clara County, what's your understanding of their situation right now? And are they the only team that you're preparing for currently?
1: Yes. (laughs) How about that? Is that, is that the first time anybody's ever asked that question? (laughs) Oh man, 2020 got to love it. Uh, Yes. uh, This is the only team that we are preparing for. Uh, Obviously an unfortunate situation down there in their County and there's, you know, the 49ers are dealing with it as well as uh, San Jose, I believe. And so my understanding is they uh, can't have any uh, team activities, contact Uh, sports happen in that county. And so they have to move elsewhere uh, to get their practices in. And then, of course, the game's up here in Seattle. So the the game site's not going to be an issue. It's going to be more about their game week prep. Uh, And from what I understand, they're researching facilities uh, in the Northwest uh, to be able to practice uh, and prepare uh, to play their game up here in Seattle on Saturday.
2: All right, we'll go to Christian Capel and then Kim Grinolds. Go ahead, Christian.
1: Hey, Jimmy, just wondering if Richard Newton was was suited up um, for the game but didn't play. Is there any, any particular reason for that you can share? Yeah, you know, I mean, it's things like that are going to happen. Uh, we, we pride ourselves on, uh, you know, our guys performing in practice and uh, making sure they're – you know, able to execute in practice. And we know that's going to transition over into games. And um, yeah, we're, we'll uh, we're always uh, evaluating and uh, assessing. And we're going to put the guys in there that we feel uh, give us the best chance to win the game.
2: All right, Kim Grindles and then Lauren Kirschman. Go ahead, Kim.
1: Jimmy, been around you a lot, seen you a lot of practices and games, but I don't think I've ever seen you as wound up as and excited as you were after the game can you maybe just describe that first step into the locker room and that atmosphere, how long it lasted? And then also Dylan Morris, um, a lot of adversity. Um, he came back and that last drive was uh, almost perfect. What does that do for a guy like Dylan? Yeah, so, I mean, our whole team was obviously excited. That was a, that was a huge victory. And, uh, you know, we talked about our guys competing, competing fearlessly no matter what the circumstances are. And uh, there were some tremendous circumstances in that game uh, with us being down 21 to nothing against a formidable opponent in Utah who uh, year in and year out has one of the best defenses. And and for us to uh, go in there and and score 24 unanswered points against a quality defense uh, was a tremendous accomplishment uh, for our team. And our defense helped out a ton uh, by getting the ball back very, very quickly. Uh, We talked about that. Once our offense scores, we need to make sure we stop their offense, get the ball back to our offense, so we can go down and, and score again. And uh, just time after time, our defense made some plays, got some key turnovers to get the ball back in our hands of our offense, so they can go down and, and put points on the board. So it was uh, it was an electric atmosphere without our it was, sadly without our fans, but our sideline and our staff and our trainers and our equipment uh, personnel were all uh, extremely excited about that victory. And then, yeah, Dylan Morse, uh, I mean, that's the way he is, man. He's, he's steady at the helm, and uh, he, he doesn't flinch. He doesn't blink. He's ready to go back through his process and deliver the ball where he's it, get us into a good play, get us out of a bad play. And um, he's been able to do that in practice, and so it was no surprise to our team that he was able to do that under tremendous pressure because we put that type of pressure on offense in practice.
2: All right, Lauren, and then Chris Fetters. Go ahead, Lauren.
1: Yeah, Jimmy, you talked about Kyler
2: Gordon on defense, but what makes him so good for you guys on special teams, and how have you seen him
1: really embrace that role? Yeah, he really embraced it last year. I mean, he was our special teams player of the year, uh, voted on by the players. Uh, he shows up all over the field, whether he's holding up guys on, on our returning units or he's covering on our, on our covering units, making big-time plays, uh, which you guys have already seen him do. Especially two weeks ago against the uh, University of Arizona, he had some uh, some really big time hits and, and tackles that really gave a huge energy boost to our team. You know, he's just such a fantastic athlete. He's fast. He can move side to side. Uh, he's athletic. I, I've I've been quoted. I've said it. He's one of the more athletic defensive backs that we've had around here, and uh, he's just electrifying. Um, and uh, we're also going to find ways to get the balls in it, the ball in his hands. So we can also uh, make some plays uh, in the return game. Uh, that's always uh, a thing that we've been searching for. Uh, he's a he can do a lot for for this team, and and we just got to make sure he's always around the ball or with the ball in his hands, uh, so he can he can make a big impact.
2: All right, Chris Fetters and then Tim Booth. Chris, go ahead. Yeah, I have another film review question,
0: um, specifically with the run game. Was it a situation when you looked at it overall? Um, a situation where I know Utah prides itself on being really stout up front and they, the stats show it, but was was there more on the table that you felt like you could get out of it once you kind of saw uh, the tape and, and kind of how the runs unfolded?
1: Yeah, so again, give University of Utah a t- tremendous amount of credit. I believe it's five years in a row. You are going to have to check my stats, but I believe it's five years in a row now that they have led our conference and run defense which is a phenomenal stat. You guys know I always look at the scoring defense. That's the number one indicator to, in my mind is who the best defense is in the country or in the Pac-12 is, is keeping points off the board. But you can go directly to stat number two is rush defense. And Utah, I believe five years in a row now, they are the stingiest defense against the run. And yeah, we look back on it. Uh, we feel we could have done some more for sure. I think we rushed for the most yards of anybody against those guys uh, this year. I believe. You have to check check me again there, but um, you know we we felt like we could have stayed on a couple of blocks a little bit longer. We feel like our running backs missed a couple of open uh, uh, holes that they could have stayed more vertical and and hit it. Um, so there's definitely things to clean up, just like every single week. Uh, but again, give a lot of credit to Utah. We'll 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 learn from them, some of the mistakes that we made this last Saturday. And we'll try to grow and uh, make sure uh, that we give a better performance uh, in our rush offense.
2: All right, we'll go to Tim Booth and then Lars. Go ahead, Tim.
1: Hey, Jimmy, uh, two things for you. One, did, um, did David Shaw reach out to you at all about, you know, a possible training option or location for Stanford uh, in the Northwest? And then secondly, um, with Zion, is it just a matter of opportunity that we're seeing this amount of production from him or was it, you know, did you see a noticeable market change in him when he, when you guys got back together for, you know, summer workouts and fall camp? Yeah. Uh, So, so first, you know, our administration is really dealing with all the, uh, you know, all the uh, different things that Stanford's dealing with and how we're able to help those guys. Um, So, you know, I think, thank Jen Cohen and our administration for, uh, you know, they're, they're going back and forth on what we can do to, to be of service and, and to help those guys out in this, unprecedented year and we will for sure do anything we can uh to help those guys out and uh you know make sure that we get that game uh in on saturday because that's what we, both teams want you know stanford wants to play and university of washington wants to play and and uh, let's make sure we let these young men uh all put all this hard work in uh to go make sure they they end it with a with a game on saturday and so the administration's dealing with all that and then Zion, you know, we really felt like he was coming on last year. I mean, if you saw those last couple of games, uh, you know, the bowl game and the Apple Cup, and uh, he, he was coming on, and we, we all saw it. And definitely during uh, the offseason starting in January, his physique changed, he put on more weight. He was starting to understand all the techniques that Coach Kwiatkowski has been teaching him. Uh, and he really, uh, you know, really went to work on, it, on his game. And uh, he, he improved himself. And you could see it all playing out right now. And like I've mentioned in training camp, I mean, the guy was just – he's all over our quarterback. He's all over our offense. He's hard to block. And so it's no surprise uh, that he's showing up in games. Now, this level of uh, – this level of production, I believe all was, we're all a little bit like, wow, uh, this, is, this is a lot of stats he's putting up, up on there, a lot of game-changing plays. And uh, to his credit, all he's done is every single Tuesday, he's just come back. He's come to work. And I expect the same thing tomorrow. He's going to come back here, go to work, get ready for the rush plan and, the, and, the, uh, and how to stop the run plan versus Stanford. And he'll be dialed in, and, and we hope he has another big game this Saturday.
2: All right, Lars Then Christian. Go ahead, Lars. Hey, okay, well, Similar to Utah, uh,
0: Stanford hasn't had a lot of games to have their quarterbacks have tape. How much does that impact the preparation, and how have you prepared in terms of what do you, how have you evaluated their quarterbacks this season?
1: quarterback. So we, you know, we played against him last year, so we know a lot about him. And, um, and no, we, we, we've seen, uh, we've seen a couple of games on him this year. So there, and there's a bunch of tape on him last year. So there, there actually is. There's plenty of uh, tape to watch uh, their quarterback operate their system. Um, we, we, we feel we'll have a, a very good plan, and, and we'll know what we're going to see from uh, from their quarterback. So we, that's not going to be an issue whatsoever.
2: All right, we'll go to uh, Christian Capel, then Dan really Go ahead, Christian.
1: Hey, Jimmy, what would you say is, is Zion's best skill as a pass rusher? I mean, what, what really sets him apart? Whew. Yeah, all he's very so what I think, and I know Coach K always preaches this is, you know, power first. So he's very, very powerful. If you watch those clips and he'll go engage that tackle he can run that tackle back into the quarterback. And so when he sets that up with his power and all of a sudden they're worried about his power, and then he slips you and goes on the edge, um, that's where it gets really tricky for those offensive linemen. And he really has a knack now of really reaching out and going for that quarterback's arm and getting the ball out, which are obviously game-changing plays. Uh, very excited that uh, he just continues to take his game to the next level. And uh, – I'm excited to watch him come to work tomorrow in practice. I wish you guys could see it because it's just a beautiful thing to watch when a player uh, is just constantly trying to improve himself and take the next step in his game. And who knows where he's going to take his game. Uh, The sky's the limit. Uh, So I'm excited to see uh, where he goes this week.
2: All right, Dan Raley, then Mike Farrell, Go ahead, Dan.
1: Uh, Jimmy, another Zion stat question. Uh, Mm -hmm. In fall camp,
0: Coach K said, uh, he was packing about 280 pounds, and he still looks pretty big to me. Especially running that uh, fumble back—is he still 280?
1: He, yeah, Dan, he is. He, I mean, this is a big, powerful man that can move and run, and is slippery. And he's slippery. He's hard. To, he's like a you know a, a slider uh, edge rusher. The way he goes around the tackles when he wants a speed rush. But like I had mentioned to Christian there, when he wants to when he wants to use his power and really go down like a half of a man on an offensive tackle, he uses that 280-pound frame and strength, and he can run that tackle all the way back into the quarterback's lap, uh, which you guys have seen.
2: All right, Mike Farrell, then Moss. Go ahead, Mike.
0: Yeah, Jimmy. um, Obviously, you guys didn't have Bowman last week, and I know you're not going to comment on why that is, but how tough is it to compensate for the loss of a senior starter like that, and how do you go
1: about trying to do that? Yeah, we have a bunch of, uh, you know, plans in place, uh, because of this crazy, I mean, we're always ready for the next man up, but of course in this climate right now, uh, we have to always be ready for that. And we have to be ready for the next coach up as well. And so this has been well thought out, um, and, uh, just because of the pandemic and injuries. Uh, and if we're missing coaches, if we're missing players, uh, we have, uh, the next guy up ready to go and uh, those guys got to be ready to to carry the flag and and continue on the mission and make sure that we do everything possible uh, to win the football game
2: all right mazvita then fetters go ahead maz
1: yeah hey jimmy just going back to davis mills i mean you know how do you prepare for a big mobile quarterback and who's actually smart with no interceptions this season so far yeah. So again, we've we've gone against him before, so we know his strengths. We know you know his limited weaknesses because he is he's got a lot of strengths, um, and so we feel with all the film that we've watched and we're continuing to watch today and, and the rest of the week that we're going to build a plan um, to make sure that uh, uh, you know that uh, we we give him problems and and uh, that he's not able to uh, connect uh, with his receivers and his pass catchers. Uh, but it always starts with stopping the run first. Uh, we, we, we got to worry about that first. Uh, Stanford's always ran the ball well. Uh, we got to make sure uh, we stop the run and make them one-dimensional first and foremost.
2: All right, Chris Fetters and then Kim, and we'll stick with the hands that are up right now. Go ahead, Chris.
0: Yeah, Jimmy, st- uh, sticking with Stanford's run game, Austin Jones, where does he rack up with the, with the guys that you've seen uh, in terms of running backs you've already faced this year, and does he remind you of anybody?
1: Um, I mean, I, I, I would have to – I'm not going to rank them with the guys that we've already seen. I know he's a very talented player. Uh, he has speed. He's slippery. Uh, Coach Dahl is always going to have a really good uh, run plan uh, to try to create gaps and create creases in your defense. And So, uh, you know, we have to look internally first and make sure we're able to, uh, you know, close up those gaps and make sure we tackle really well. Because two out of our three games right now, uh, as you guys know, we, 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 we play better run defense than that. And we got to make sure we shore that up first and uh, make sure that uh, uh, we keep him at bay. But he's a talented player. Uh, he can get out on the edge and, and he can go. Uh, he's a little bit uh, slighter than some of the running backs that they've had in the past, but he also has a lot of juice.
2: All right, we'll go with Kim and then Ruth. Uh, we have four more questions. Go ahead, Kim.
1: Hey, Coach. um, Senior day is always a big deal, not only for your players, but their families as well, with eligibility on hold and families not allowed in. How's that going to work on Saturday? Yeah, you know, it's, again, uh, great question, Kim. We have some uh, different things in place. um, So I'm not going to throw it out there right now and and ruin it, but there's going to be special stuff for, you know, those seniors. And uh, we're going to try to make it as special as we can. Uh, obviously, without those uh, parents actually being here, and their friends and their families, and and all Husky Nation to 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 properly salute those guys and give them applause uh, for everything that they've done uh, for this program. Uh, but we do have a, a a presentation ready for those guys, and um, you guys will have to just wait and see um, how that's going to turn out.
2: All right, Ruth, and then Josh Kirschenbaum, go ahead, Ruth.
1: Yeah, Jimmy, you know, Stanford has been struggling, and but Washington lost to them last year, and then next week is Oregon. Um, you know, you hear a lot about how teams might look past a, a team that's not doing well or a trap game or however you want to call it. How do you go about getting into the mindset of your players to, to stop them from, from going down that road in terms of looking past a team because there's another big game coming up? Yeah, the North uh, for the last six years uh, has been Stanford, Washington, Stanford, Washington uh, for most of those years. I believe it's four or five out of the last six years. <laughs> I, I mean, I, and I'm sorry, Ruth, but there, there's this is Stanford we're talking about here. Uh, this is a powerhouse in the North division. This is a huge game. Um, this is a storied program. That we have a lot of respect for, a big-time opponent. Uh, that thought is not going into one person in this whole building's head. Uh, That's actually the first I've ever even heard of that. This is a this is a game uh, that is a is a fist fight as well every single year, uh, because of their style of play and our style of play. Uh, it's Stanford and Washington. Stanford and Washington that has run the north for years.
2: All right, we'll go to Josh and then Larry Stone with the last question. Go ahead, Josh.
1: Hey, Jimmy, going back to the film on the edge rush, just opposite Zion, what did you see out of uh, Josiah Bronson going kind of back and forth between the interior and the edge and just uh, what you saw out of his preparation to maybe do both of those roles on on Saturday? Yeah, so we've done that personnel group in years past. I mean, you guys have seen Benning do that. Um, we've had a bunch of guys do that in the past when we go – um you know, our three tackle look with, a, with one uh, defensive end. So that's nothing new that we haven't done with our defense. Uh, and we'll, you know, go back and forth whether, uh, you know, that game plan di- dictates that game plan, excuse me, dictates uh, that that's what we want to do. Uh, but Josiah, you know, is a very smart player. Uh, he's played a lot of football for us, and he was able to, you know, serve that role for us. And then we're also able to get some of those younger guys in there was really excited about those guys uh, taking a next step in their game. May have not showed up so much on the stat sheet, but we saw their keys and reads getting better, their chase to the ball getting better, their pass rush moves getting better uh, with Savelle Smalls and, and Cooper McDonald. And um, um, we're expecting those guys to raise their game another level again this week.
2: All right. Last question of the day from Larry Stone. Go ahead, Larry. Yeah. Hi,
1: Jimmy. Uh, I guess I'll bring it home with another Zion
2: question. <laughs> um, you mentioned how he comes to work every day trying to, raise his
0: game to the next level? What is the next level for, for, for Zion? And, and also do you expect teams now to start game planning more specifically to stop him now that his renown is kind of uh, gaining traction?
1: I, for sure. I mean, you, you, you would have to know, you'd have to think that they would have to know where, where uh, ZTF is at all times uh, because he's made so many game changing plays in just three games. Uh, And, you know, starting with our opponent right now, you know, you know, Coach Shaw and Stanford, and uh, they are for sure going to know where he is, and and uh, probably have to change some things up to make sure that he doesn't affect the game the way he's affected the game these first three. Uh, but the next step in his game, uh, you know, there's there's always something we get better at, and that's what I preach to our guys. Uh, our, our anchor, one of our anchors around here, is a constant state of growth and improvement. I'm trying to get better. All of our position coaches, our coordinators, are trying to get better. And every single one of our players are trying to get better. There's always room for improvement. And, um, you know, we, there's there was a few pass rushes there where uh, he probably could have had even more sacks. And if he hones in his technique a little bit more, he can, he'll can he have even more sacks there. So, uh, you know, could have had a fourth sack if he would have went a little bit lower on the quarterback. Uh, you know, maybe a questionable call there. But, hey, if he goes if he finishes off on his pass rush and goes a little bit lower, now he has four sacks on the day. And so, Larry, there's, there's always something uh, to get better at, uh, and that's what we preach to our team and our staff. And um, I'm expecting Zion to come into work tomorrow to, to try to get better.